0: Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name's Jason Newland. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And I've got... (coughs) What are you doing? Finny's making himself heard. What? He doesn't like me making recordings for some reason why do you mean? What, what do you want? What do you want? Oh no. So, hello. Hope you're well. So, Vinny. As soon as I started this recording, Vinny started barking. Because he doesn't like me making recordings. I don't know why. It wasn't... I don't know. And uh, this chair is very uncomfortable. But I would explain why. Lots of why's there. So, um, just to let you know, my website is jasonnewland.com. I need to do some work on that. And get it uh, up to how it should be. Um, Basically... I think it was Monday I actually recorded A Let Me Boy To Sleep and it was a really good one it was I don't like I mean it was it was very Christmassy talking about previous Christmases and stuff like that it went on for about an hour and a half maybe longer maybe nearly two hours and I turned around to end the recording and only 15 minutes had been recorded because the SD card you know the uh, you know the card where all the stuff is saved was full up absolutely full never happened before normally I delete stuff before it gets too full for some reason I kind of misjudged it I can't believe it honestly 15 minutes out of a Nearly two hour recording. So I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Talking. Stop barking, mate, please. I'll give you another sweet. It's, it's a distraction. If you're distracting, it doesn't matter. An elephant could run through here and he wouldn't care if he had a treat to eat. Or if the elephant was made of cheese because <laughs> he try to eat it because he likes cheese for some reason which is weird I wouldn't have thought cheese would be a dog's natural prey now I've got a helicopter going over brilliant so yeah this is Monday uh, probably early evening 6, 7 something like that and I decide that's it I'm not I'm not making anything else that day you know that was it I'll wait till tomorrow and oh, it's, it's never ending isn't it you just want more more I'm going to start calling you Oliver okay he's eating fruit pastels which probably aren't the best things but hey he likes them so Monday put about 10.30 I'm sitting down comfortably Vinny's in his bed next to me we're just chilling out I'm watching something on telly I guess I don't know what pretty much time to go to bed Um, often in bed by 10 but on this occasion, I'm still awake. I knock at the... Well, he starts barking, then a knock at the door. So my friend downstairs says, Oh, do you want to... Uh, his dog came upstairs. Came running upstairs and wanted to play with Vinny. Do they want to go in the garden? I thought, "Yeah, why not? A little bit late at night to be doing that, but... Hey, okay, fair enough. So... Do you want, what are you doing? Do you want a cuddle? Do you want a cuddle? Do you want cuddles? No, I want fruit pastels. Why would I want you to touch me? I want fruit pastels. Give me a fruit pe- That's all he's thinking. Pastels, fruit pastels. More, 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 more. Another one, another one, another one, another one. There's nothing else going in his mind. See? I don't really want you barking while I'm making recordings. Call me old-fashioned but it doesn't really go together with the the potential kind of fallen asleep part of it. Some dog barking loudly. on, then. Come on. You want one? I might stick him in the bedroom for a little while while I do this? Because he is annoying me. He dances and everything. He's like on two legs, with both his hands like begging. I realise it's like every other dog. Just all he wants is something to eat. Not food. He wants a treat. Constantly. It's all about your tummy, isn't it? Considering he's so tiny. Where do you put it all? I say that, but then I clear up his poo, so I know exactly where I put it all. I put it all on the grass, my neighbour's grass, don't you? Squirt it out. It's lovely. So I'll leave him, like... I'll leave that in, but if he barks, I'll have to edit it out, so... And then when I'm editing it, he's listening to me editing it and he barks when he hears himself bark Uh, what i've got a really interesting story to tell everyone Vinny. you're distracting me i don't like distractions i have routines i have certain routines it's never enough is it? Whatever I give you is never enough. Last one, make it last. Even when I gave it to him and he's in his mouth he's still looking at the tube. In fact he dropped it on the floor and then looked up at me for more. So, my routines, and I'm, I'm not talking about big routines, and I have routines in the morning. I get up, I come in, I take my stomach tablets, I've got acid reflux, so I t- just one tablet a day, that's it, in the morning, about half an hour before I eat. So it's no big deal, but it makes a huge difference to my um, experience, as it were, providing I don't eat. I can't eat cooked breakfasts, occasionally I can, but I can't, I can't do a fried breakfast or two days in a row without feeling it and having to have uh, extra help to relieve the heartburn. Excuse me, nice nice. And I also can't drink beer, I don't drink spirits anyway. So the only alcohol that I would drink is beer, and I'm unable to drink it because it causes me heartburn. we I've only had you three weeks, and I want you gone already. Come on, then. You want one? Get up on my lap. I'm going to do, I'm going to take him into the, I'm going to actually take him into the bedroom. So he's now in the bedroom <laughs> I checked the couple of sweets on the floor and he's now in there I'll close that door and I close this door so he's barking he's barking I think he's getting worse because when I first got him I put him in the bedroom for an hour while I was doing a recording didn't make a sound I think I think then he didn't really care about being close to me. Now he just wants to be near me the whole time. He follows me around. If I lay down he lays down with me on the bed. If I sit down he sits down next to me or if I'm at the table he makes sure that he's laying on my feet or sitting next to me. He's always pushing and you know, it has to be touching me. So he's not happy right now. But you know what, he's got a big bed to sleep on. He can do some weight training, he can do some exercises, some sit-ups. You know, he's got lots to do in there, so it's not like he's going to be bored. Although I don't have a television in there. Nope. I make sure that no fun happens in my bedroom. Just sleeping, no fun. It's not a place for fun, it's a place to sleep. (laughs) That's my rule. Uh, I don't want it to be that way, but that's just the way it is. Anyway, so I've got my routines. You know, I get up in the morning, take my tablet. Then my routine's now changed. So I take him for a walk. Then I come back. I I go to the toilet. Yeah, go to the toilet. Then I put my breakfast on so I have uh, ready break. so I boil the kettle put the milk in the microwave for 3 minutes and 10 seconds go into the bathroom clean my teeth uh, clean my face have some mouthwash brush my hair then come back in get the breakfast ready put coffee whatever and just bring it into the living room and I sit down turn the tv on and i watch whatever you know breakfast news or whatever and i'll have my breakfast and vinnie will be sitting oops vinnie will be sitting next to me staring Just <laughs> like you're gonna give me something I'm like, okay i don't even know i mean i don't think he really likes ready break for those that don't know what ready break is it's it's like porridge with the butter I would say a quicker version. But it's not really that quicker. Because you can get fairly quick porridge. I know because I used to have it. I used to boil. I used to put porridge in water. No, in milk rather. And then put it in the microwave for three minutes or whatever. And whatever, whatever, whatever. And it would be ready. This is back in 2004. Maybe first. Yeah, the beginning of 2005. I remember... Some people might think, why can you remember dates like that? So I don't remember specific dates, like individual days, necessarily. But because I've moved around so much over the years, I've had so many different um, rooms that I've lived in, and different towns even, that I can place roughly where I was, And what I was doing at that particular time. I've I've got 2004 mapped out in my brain. Roughly what happened during 2004. Anyway, this isn't about 2004. This is about my routine. So I've got these routines. When it's time to go downstairs. If I'm going to go downstairs and let's say, in the garden, just to take him out so he can go for a wee, instead of taking him for a walk, I'll just put my shoes on, my normal slip-on shoes, not my Crocs that i wear as slippers upstairs. And up to that point, I had been wearing my boots throughout the whole of the icy, snowy period, which lasted for about a week. It was minus, more than a week maybe, it was minus, below minus continuously for over a week here. It was snowing and then it just turned to ice and, you know, I wore these boots. I don't know if you can hear them in the background. I wore these boots and it been perfect. I was so pleased. Things I'm starting to feel, I guess, attached to him a bit. So the barking isn't as annoying as it was, unless I'm just getting used to it. And he doesn't bark a lot, he doesn't, but when he starts he just doesn't, he seems to struggle to stop. And right now it's just because he wants to be with me, so I can't really moan at him for that. Like, you know, he's feeling rejected probably never mind eh he's going to have to get used to it because he's going to be on his own for periods of time I'm going to leave him on his own when I go out you know in the future not for like days on end but for sometimes for a whole day if I have to for a few hours here and there you know he's going to have to get used to it but I guess because my lifestyle at the moment, is generally here. He used to be being here. Uh, I think it's a, it's a term, rod for my own back. I think it's a term, expression for this. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Last night he was very naughty. Very naughty. He was barking. There was no one to bark at. I think someone was coming into the building but they were doing it really quietly which is quite unusual to be fair but it was very quiet as probably not to wake anyone up but he heard and he started going and I'd gone to bed about 10 o'clock just after about yeah, quarter past 10 in the evening and this was I think 10 to 2 in the morning and he was on my bed the whole night well, up till then and he started and it was like it startled me really startled me and I went and looked outside there was no one no one outside there was no one knocking at my door so I just brought him back in got on the bed and he started barking again and trying to and I, I stopped him from getting off the bed so I hold, held him by the collar just so he wouldn't get off the bed just like, come on. And he started growling and he bit me. Now, he didn't bite me, bite me, like didn't draw blood or anything, but he really was quite vicious. So I told him off. And, you know, he he, he jumped off the bed and went to the, to the living room, uh, to the front door again. And then we realised there was no one there. He came back into the bedroom and I said no. He was about to get on the bed again. I said no. Out. get out he looked at me like no get out and he went into the living room and I didn't hear anything from him until about 8 o'clock when he woke me up Like on the bed and was licking me and stuff so ok but he has to I have to try and teach him that he can't be doing that and it wasn't so much the barking but the biting me bit like that was just out of order Really went quite vicious on me. It's like, no way. No way in the world am I going to put up with a dog biting me. Even if it isn't hard. You know, I'm trying to teach him. We play fight and he bites gently. That's the whole point. He's a gentle. If he bites hard and he, and he snaps at me, yeah, I'm not going to put up with that. So, he's going to have to learn not to do that with me. Andre learnt, so he'll learn. Andre refused to be rough with me. He, after a while, because I used to say gentle, gentle, and after a while of, you know, teaching him that, he would never be rough with me, even when I wanted him to be rough—not rough, rough, but even when I'd play with him, he'd always just go like gentle. Yet my friend downstairs would come up, and Andre would be buying him. Like really hard because that's how he, he enjoyed doing it and my friend had a he had a, a ferret of his own was a polecat and he was used to it because his polecat used to bite hard like proper bite so Andre loved him because he could be vicious with him but he would never do it with me after learning not to so Vinnie will learn he will learn not to do it and he's, he's still a baby so I'm just teaching him but I don't want to have to put him into the bedroom like this though but then I used to do that with Andre I used to have to put him in the bedroom if he was being particularly noisy or being a bit naughty sometimes I just like especially with a hypnosis recording I don't want rustling and him, you know, uh, just the general patter and whatever on a on a hypnosis recording is not so good. On a, on this one, on a let me boy to sleep, I, I'm okay with him wandering around and eating his bone and just you know doing stuff. A little bit of background sounds okay, I think, but not barking. There has to be a, a cut off on that. I I don't find barking a barking dog does not relax me and I don't think you'll find anywhere online uh, on a podcast or on YouTube videos relaxed to the sound of a barking dog for 10 hours it's that video does not exist because it's not a relaxing sound it might be a beautiful sound if you've you know You might like hearing dogs bark and playing and that. Yeah, it's lovely seeing dogs playing around and stuff. But that's like a happy bark, isn't it? It's a happy... When he's at the door, it's frantic. It's it's so high-pitched at times. Like yesterday or the day before, my friend was the other side of the door and he said, what are you doing to that dog? I said, no, it sounds like you're torturing it. Because the sound was so high. I said, I don't know. I've never heard him do that before. It was He was screeching with excitement. Because he absolutely loves my friend. And he loves my friend's dog. He just, he gets so excited when he sees him or when he hears him. If he's knocking on the door. Absolutely frenzy with excitement. And I think because he doesn't see me, it, because he sees me all the time, any kind of excitement's gone. That it's fizzled out. I'm just part of the furniture for him now, I guess. Uh, so, but I did have that theory tested, and I was quite pleased because uh, I didn't know if I was if I went away for a while, if I was gone for a bit, would he even care? Or would he care if I came back? Would he be interested? Um, I got my answer on Tuesday. So here's what happened on Monday. You probably get from the the title what happened anyway. So it's not really going to be a surprise. And the picture on the podcast, if you if you're watching, if you listen to this. It should be a picture of me in what looks almost like a dress. But it's not a dress. It's a gown where I was having my back x-rayed. I was having a CAT scan or CT scan, whatever. And basically it's open at the back and then I I wore one at the front as well. So I wore two of them so that my bum wasn't sticking out. Because that just isn't fair on anyone. It really isn't. And so what happened is what happened. Monday night, as I said, my friend knocked on my door. uh, Do you want to come down and let the dogs play in the garden? I thought, yeah, okay, cool. I just, I put my hat on. That's all I do. I am clothed. I'm not walking around naked just with a hat on. That's not the way I roll. Okay, I like to, but I've been banned. So I've got my hat on. I walk down the st- I'm just I'm sorry, like, okay, let's go then. And he, Vinny's already downstairs with my friend and his dog. They're already in the garden. Vinny runs out. He doesn't doesn't care about me. He's gone. And they run into the garden. Before I get into the garden. I say to my friend, is the gate closed? Because sometimes people leave the gate open. And he looked out, I said, yeah, it's, it's closed. So in that time, so he lets the dogs run downstairs. He's at the bottom of the stairs. And it, we're just talking to each other as we're walking. I'm walking down the stairs and probably th- there's 13 steps altogether. They're all concrete. And it's it's uh, like a shared staircase because there's there's twelve flats no six flats in this building. It's all connected to different buildings, but this building six flats and there's about thirteen steps leading up to my floor. I'm walking down. I'll probably get down four, three or four of the steps and I slip. Now there's a banister either side, and I normally have my hands. So I must have had my hands on the banisters but not holding on properly or clearly and all I have on is this top that I got on now which is like a little cardigan thing t-shirt and uh tracksuit bottoms my hat woolly hat and my very slippery. I didn't realize how slippery. Uh, croc, croc shoe things. So I slip, and I land on my back on the on the concrete steps, and I bounce down about nine steps, and. I think it's obvious I haven't got to tell you it hurt it's going to hurt isn't it obviously but it really hurt now I've tripped and slipped and fell many times I am I'm quite know, quite well known as being clumsy um, accident prone maybe uh, you know I fell out of the bath broke my wrist I broke my rib in Thailand I I smashed my feet on the exercise bench in my in my room, my bedroom broke two toes. Uh, I actually fell over the day before Monday, on Sunday I fell over taking Vinny for a walk in the park in yeah, in the fields, but it was muddy. I didn't hurt myself at all. I just I just landed and it was fine. I kind of managed to sort of spread myself out and landed quite safely, and it was just thick mud, so I was covered in mud, but it wasn't, didn't no injury at all. So it's weird, two two falls in one, or two slips in one, two days in two days. Well, I'm lying there at the bottom of the stairs, and my friend saying, "All right," and I couldn't answer him. I kind of had the wind knocked out of me a bit not literally as in like not being able to breathe but in a um, shock wise if you know yeah I think shock I was in shock because I knew I could feel I was in pain I knew that I'd gone down very heavy so there's that whole thing about if I was lighter like if I had you know a lighter frame I would have gone down with less force but then I, I my idea is I've got more padding but more so uh, gonna be hitting the ground at a much higher velocity because of my weight so I'm not quite sure which would be a good thing to be lighter because if I was lighter I would have I, prob- well, I might have really hurt myself a lot more than I did. Uh if the if I didn't have the cushion like muscles probably fat as well on my back. There's muscles there, there is. <laughs> it they look it just looks like fat. And it looks and it it feels like fat, but I know it's muscle. So I land and a gravity of course Pull, you know, so a mixture of being 16 stone, gravity, bang, and then bouncing nine times or eight times. Instead of if I was like eight stone, I just would have floated down slowly, probably calm, you know. <laughs> so it's, it was, I was in shock. He's asking me, Am I okay? I'm like, okay, well, I don't know yet. I knew that I was in pain but I didn't know really how much pain I was in, I was waiting for the pain to start really because I knew I wasn't okay if that makes sense I knew I wasn't like just going to get up and just laugh about it because it was, I could feel how heavy I went down and I couldn't get up And I said to my friend, Look, help, wait a second, just wait a second. I said, I'm, I'm hurt. I said, Actually, I'm hurt, I'm really hurt. And I was like, Oh, I could feel it in my back, my lower, it was like middle, the middle down to lower back on the left side. That's where I felt it. literally just above where I normally have the pain with the arthritis it's like oh, brilliant, it's like a jigsaw puzzle being filled in, brilliant let's add a bit more and I could almost feel now the difference between where the arthritis is and this the arthritis is still uncomfortable but this is way in a different league so anyway, I go to the doctor I, I, I get, he gives me a hand up he's he's super strong so it's not hard i mean i'm quite heavy and a bit of a dead weight laying there but he, he helps me up i couldn't got i couldn't get up i tried to get up on my own i couldn't do it it was just too painful so i get up this isn't a sad story by the way i'm obviously i'm okay so the end results all right i'm doing this and um, so It's not a negative story. It's just a factual thing. So. He gets me up. I don't go outside. I said look. I can't go outside. Please help me back up the stairs. I need to sit down if I can. I don't know what to do. I really even at that point, didn't know if I needed an ambulance, I didn't know what kind of injury I had, I didn't know, I just didn't know, there's no way of knowing is there, but I'd also hurt two of my fingers, were bleeding, so I don't know how I managed to do that, and so there was blood on the steps, but it was just for my fingers, which is good, because I didn't even realise my fingers were bleeding, it's like, why is there blood on the steps, didn't bash my head which was really 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 fortunate but I know I had my hat on so that would have cushioned some of the blow but yeah that was yeah my head didn't even touch my friend said you almost fell down sitting up, you slid down the stairs bouncing while you were sitting up almost like doing almost like halfway through a sit up and um, so I don't know it's just maybe the top half of my back was keeps my head up or something I don't know I'm not really sure but it is quite hard for when I'm laying on the back on the floor it's quite hard for me to put my head on the floor because my back my upper body is quite a lot higher off the floor than, than my head. If that makes any kind of sense. I can do it, but I have to really push it down. So, or can I do it? Yeah, I think I can. But I definitely need a pillow, so it doesn't really reach the floor very well. Which is a good thing in this situation, because with the force, I i, I, I don't think a head, my head would have uh, fared quite as well. I don't know. I mean I've had I've had hits to the head before and it, it didn't seem to affect me really but although when I went to doctors when I was about 7, 8 years old something like that and they said that maybe my hearing loss was caused through head trauma so and I know I did have some head trauma when I was very little so perhaps you know maybe I have had some problems because of it so anyway so this is the situation he helps me upstairs my friend and then I can't sit down in a settee I sit in just so like a normal chair that I've got that I sit at the desk with and it hurts stand up it hurts I manage to sit down in a, in a sort of a position where it's it's still hurting but not as much and what happens next is the dogs have escaped they've got out the back gate someone's left the back gate open just as we'd like gone out there so both the dogs are running off on their own One came, mine came back but the other one didn't so I had to go back downstairs with my shoes got put my shoes on hobble downstairs to try and get the other dog in with a tree and that so that was weird trying to get up and down the stairs again it's weird though because I was so distracted by that I didn't I kind of almost forgot the pain for a bit uh, but I was very the the stairs were wet and slippery almost like oil was on there I don't know what happened but it was uh, we managed to get it all cleared up anyway so no one else slipped so I'm sitting up here and I don't know what to do do I just leave it just carry on just ignore it and just you know do what I normally do and just just ride it, ride the wave and wait for it to heal but then what if there's internal damage that I don't know I'm not going to know that you know I can't tell myself if there's, I can't tell if there's internal damage so after a bit of to and fro in for about half an hour shall I go to the I wasn't going to call an ambulance, that's the one thing I was determined not to do I think it was the day before the ambulance strike, the recent ambulance strike. I'm not sure if the nurses were on strike that day. Uh, the nurses have been on strike and the ambulance service have been on strike at various times over the last week or so. Uh, so everything's a little bit in chaos with the hospital. All hospitals, I imagine, around the country. And. I didn't know what to do and I thought well if I ignore it and there is some internal damage and then I need an ambulance I'm gonna be in trouble because I might have to wait for hours and hours and hours for an ambulance but it might be too late, you know, if it's if I've got internal injury. So I thought I better go to the hospital, better go to the accident emergency just to make sure that I'm okay it wasn't just that I also was incredible amount of pain I felt like I broke something so I phoned um, I phoned a taxi service and they said no we haven't got any taxis I said I need to get to the ambulance I need to get to the hospital I had a fall and they said no we haven't got anything okay so I found another one they didn't answer another one didn't answer finally found one that came out and they were here within 15 minutes brilliant the bloke was the bloke was brilliant he even helped me in and out of the car well he took his time he didn't drive off while I was trying to get in I mean and he was you know he was really nice so he helped me to do that got to the ambulance it cost me £18 I gave him £2 tip that's not a lot but it's still just a tip you know it's not really relevant to the story why am I mentioning it again why did I mention anything really I mean lots of stuff I said hasn't been relevant to the story I guess oh my back's really hurting this chair is not suited for bad backs anyway anyway way 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 I get to the hospital the taxi rides here about 10 10 to 12 10 to midnight i get to the hospital about quarter past twelve ten past twelve something like that it's it's a really quick route at that time of night no traffic went down the motorway it was there really quickly i book in to the the reception go in there and they said what's happened i said i've had a fall hurt my back um what they did to start with uh is I had to fill a form in just like say who I was and everything and they tested me to, because in, to make sure it wasn't uh, a very serious spine injury uh, to do so they basically touched my spine down my neck and make sure that it didn't hurt and then down my back and if so they said well you it's fine We we'll, we'll get to see you but it wasn't an emergency, emergency. So that was good. Um, and they said if you just wait, there's a. I think at the time she said about it's a three hour wait. Well, no, is it a three hour wait or a five hour wait? Something like that. There's a five hour wait. When I left, she said there was an announcement now were it kept increasing it. When I left, It was a 14 and a half hour wait. So when I actually came home, they were announcing 14 and a half hours. So for anyone walking in to see for an emergency, to see a doctor or whatever, they would have to be 14 and a half hours before they'd be seen. Which is unheard of. I've never heard of anything like that. And I used to live in London. And London was always a long wait. You go you go to you go to a an accident emergency. I guess like ER in America. If it's, if it's still ER, it's in London. You even in the nineties, early nineties, you got a long wait. You're potentially going to be there all day or all night if you go there at night. That's just standard. You're going to be there for at least I don't know six to eight hours. But 14 and a half hours blimey so yeah it was it was very strange so i'm so i'm waiting i'm sitting there until half 3 and then i get called out like my name gets called i go and see the a nurse or well, she might have been a doctor i don't know i think it was she was a nurse or a doctor she took me into triage like a room door was wide open so people could hear the conversation so there's no privacy which was a bit weird and uh, she said she was asking me questions about what happened and I just told her what I've told you and except I told her the truth (laughs) no no I did tell her the same thing and she's so okay and what she did she took my no I'd already had my blood pressure taken I'd had that done at the reception yes I'd had that done and she what did she do no I don't think she really did anything she she checked my neck again looked into my eyes with a with a light and I had my temperature taken as well at some point with my into my ear and then she said she went away she came back and she said I squirt this in your mouth I thought oh, romance and, she, and it was I said what is it she said, it's a it's pain relief so I, I squirted it was like in a syringe but I squirted it in my mouth no pill nothing like that I was like okay and apparently it's really strong really strong Um, it pain relief and she said well you, I think you need I'm not saying for sure because you haven't seen a doctor yet but I think you need she probably wasn't a doctor then was she anyway she said I think you're going to need an x-ray because she was asking where it hurt and everything I said okay so she said if you'd like to sit down and uh, a doctor will come out and and see you So I'll be honest, I'm not sure what time the doctor came out. It was it was after ten, so for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So for at least seven hours, another seven hours, I was I already had three hours, another seven hours, I was sitting in this chair. And I had a bottle of water and I sipped it every now and then. And that was it. I had no food. I was hungry. And I was about to walk out. I had to talk myself out of walking out of there. My back was in a lot of pain. But my back would have been in a lot of pain anyway. My lower back. By sitting down for so long. It happened when I'd been on a plane. It's, it, it aggravates my lower back. Oh, I was in so much pain. But then other people were also, you know, ill and in pain and stuff. It didn't even seem very busy at night. During the night, it didn't seem very busy. But they had very few staff on. Very, you know, it was pretty much the same faces all the way through. And I was sitting with people that I was there with for like six, seven hours. Just they were there, you know, for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Well, eventually, I was I was having this conversation with myself. If they're not here by eleven, I'm gone. If they're not here by eleven, I'm gone. And I think it was about quarter to eleven. The doctor comes out. Mr. Newland. I said, it's Newland. He said, no, it's Newland. I said, okay. And then, I actually did believe that they'd forgotten about me. But they hadn't. So that was good. There was that whole kind of argument about where I'm going. But then, yeah, but you've been here for, at this point, Nearly 11 hours. Why would you leave after being there for 11 hours? And then just go. 11 hours. If you go, those 11 hours are wasted. And you won't know any more than you did before. And I I really wanted to go because I was hungry. I was starting to feel a little bit unwell because I was so hungry. I hadn't eaten since probably 7 o'clock the previous evening. So all I'd had was little bits of sips of water. I I didn't want to go to the toilet in case they called my name out while I was in the toilet. And the doctor was so cool. He was a lovely doctor. He called me and went to the room. He said, if you can take your top off so I can have a look. And I said, well, can we close the door, please? He said, oh, okay. Well, I, I don't want people were sitting outside watching me getting undressed and uh so we closed the door I took took my top off and he I don't know how bruised it is but it was already my friend had looked it was already starting to get bruised anyway so he he said well it looks like your spine's okay because your spine's not hurting and and he was I say it's hurting. he said, but I don't know if it is fractured because you're not you it's not hurting you as much I said it is hurting he said, but when I press on it it's not hurting and I said but you're pressing too lightly he said no, I'm not so we kind of had this like discussion about well if he presses harder it'd hurt I can press on it and it hurts you're pressing like a just it's not it's not hard. He said if it was fractured you'd be in agony and I said I'm in a lot of pain. I don't want to use the word agony because I don't really know what that means you know, I don't I don't want to use that word, but I'm in a heck of a lot of pain. And he said and then he said oh, but then you did have the painkillers didn't you? So that maybe that's why you can't feel it as much. I so said, I can still feel it. He said, yeah, but it'd be a lot worse without the painkillers. And I said, yeah, but the painkillers were hours ago. He said, they were very strong. I said, oh. And he said, well, I want to get you an x-ray. He said, I don't think it's fractured because you wouldn't be able to stand if it was fractured it would be too painful. Well. Went to the. He gave, me a, he gave me a CAT scan. A CT scan. Is that a CAT scan? So I went. And basically what he said is. I'm going to sneak you in there. And get you seen first. So you haven't got to wait. And he took me all through the. Like where all the back routes. Instead of going through the hallways. He took me through all the bits. You know where all the doctors are the patients are and I saw some things I can't unsee unfortunately but you know it's pretty much I was just following him one doctor said what are you doing in there get out like nope I'm with him and she's just like oh okay so I just followed him and then at one point he sits me down where the paramedics the ambulances congregate where they're bringing the patients in he sits me down on one of their chairs and says wait here for a sec and then he walks off and he leaves me there for about 10 minutes so I'm seeing all this paramedic activity and I'm just sitting there and no one's saying a thing to me no one saying what are you doing there I'm just sitting there maybe they assumed I'd just come in by ambulance and again I was seeing things that I just I don't want to see this stuff eventually the doctor came back and I said I thought you'd forgotten about me and he thought that was funny and then he, he just he led me into the x-ray department he said I've spoken to them and um, on the phone and they're going to see you straight away so you haven't got to wait so okay took me into the x-ray department and they the bloke came out straight away he said just, just sit there and I'll, they'll call you they did within about a minute they called me and they said oh you can't see you yet. you need to get changed and undressed into this gown I said okay so I thought oh, that's me right at the end of the queue now isn't it I got I got into the gown I came out and I don't know just really weird experience I got another patient to uh, take pictures of me Three pictures I took of me sort of dancing in, not dancing, but posing in the gown. Just, it, just, it just was a weird experience. And um, I sat down and I was called pretty quick. I was there for about five minutes and I was called. This uh, lady that was with her son, I guess it was her son or grandson, son, uh, could be a younger brother, I don't know. And she was asking me, hey, are you going to get on then? I said, well, I don't know. I've got a... I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you've hurt your back. How are you going to... How, how, how are you going to get by? I said, well... I... She said, do you live with anyone? I said, no, I live on my own. How are you going to get stuff done? I said, well just the same as I always have done i got no help I've got no one to help me so I just have to do it myself just I hadn't really thought about that as I'm used to it used to being on my own all my whole life really as an adult so I'm used to having to do things on my own but it did make me think like oh okay how am I going to do stuff I can't get in and out of the bath. That's a, I can't get in and out of the shower. It's going to be a. It's going to be a challenge getting up and down them stairs. Is you know. It's this is while I'm sitting there thinking. Oh, okay. Got to take a dog for a walk. How am I going to do that? Anyway, I had the X-ray. Now this was weird, right? Because have you ever had a CAT scan or is it CT is it CAT scan CT scan CAT scan they basically put me through this I don't know what like whole thing this they called it the donut and they were basically scanning my stomach my whole abdominal region so which would cover the back I guess they want to make sure my abdom- abdomen was okay and my ribs, and you know, the whole area. And but it didn't go inside a machine, there was it was just in and out through this thing. And th- there's two ladies there, there was a man when I, when I actually finished, there was a man there as well. So I don't know if he was ha- hiding in one of their hats, but he was he disappeared out of nowhere. And I laid down, and they said, "Well, we'd first we were saying that if you've got any allergies, I don't know, that I know of. Um, you should have had a blood test." I said, "Well, I haven't. They should have given you a blood test when you first got here. Well, they didn't. That's not really on me, is it?" She said, "Oh." I said, well, we need to know whether or not you're uh, it's safe." to do this because we have to put stuff and it goes through your kidneys and make sure that you're okay with that I said oh but they decided to go ahead anyway and basically they pump, they put this ink into me injected this ink into me that goes through my blood system and that's how they managed to map do the scan and she said are oh, you going to feel warmth in your head and your body wherever?" and she wasn't wrong. It was a very strange feeling, but because she would already told me beforehand, it was fine. If I didn't know it was going to happen, it would have scared the heck out of me. I'm not, being, I'm not even joking, it would have absolutely terrified me, because I, if I didn't know, and suddenly I'm having these weird feelings because she was so open said this is how you're going to feel only lasts for a few seconds and then it's done like 20 seconds and then it's done I said alright cool it happened exactly how she said and she's doing that all day every day pretty much I guess that's her job isn't it so she knows what she's doing and she said you're okay with needles and an injection I said I don't care about needles or injections nothing you do is really going to even come close to what's been done already when I fell down the stairs and sitting in that chair for all them hours is, is way worse than any needles any amount of needles you can poke, poke into me and she did it I didn't even really feel it I feel it a little bit, that was it and it was done quite quick I couldn't get up I had to she had to help me to get up because I couldn't move once I was laying down I literally couldn't couldn't move cause I was in so much pain she helped me up and then I went and got dressed I left went downstairs and I just waited, and my doctor came out, and he called me in, and he said, uh, I'm just waiting for the, the results, they haven't got back to me yet, the x-ray people, I said, okay, he said, just wait outside, it'll be fine, it shouldn't be too long, so I just waited in the waiting room, probably about 15, 20 minutes later, he came out again, he called me, and he said, yeah, your back's fractured. You got uh, multiple fractures in your back, uh, in your vertebrae—not in your spine, but in your vertebrae. Quite got a few f- fractures, and he said, um, "You really shouldn't be standing up." <laughs> he said, uh, "You're going to need to see an orthopedic surgeon," and I said, uh, 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 "Stop right there! I'm not having surgery. I'm not staying any longer." Really, now I know what you've done. Now I know what it is. I need to go home. I can't stay here anymore. I've, I've at my limit. I'll wait to see them, but I'm. You know, he said, no, it's not. It's not about surgery. It's just about they'll let you know if anything needs doing. You know, they'll just give you some advice and tell you know what to do next. And he said, it's pointless coming through all this and then not seeing them or not going through that process. I said, okay, fair enough, but I do need to leave because I haven't eaten and I'm not feeling well. And he said, I understand. I said, so I tell him I'm grateful. I wasn't being rude to him. I said, I'm grateful, but I'm at my limit. I'm at my limit now where I need to get out. And uh, I'm happy to come back, make an appointment with the orthopedic people and come back and see them after Christmas or something. Or even later this week, but right now I need to get out. But he said, Well, wait and I'll speak to them and see if they need to see you or not. And then about 15, 20 minutes later, he comes out and says, He calls me in again. He says, No, it's fine. Uh, they don't need to see you. All they saying is just rest it and it will just heal naturally. Just be careful. Just be careful. Don't, obviously, don't do stuff to put any pressure on your back. And it will just heal naturally. Because it's not your spine. It should be absolutely fine. With with time. And uh, and that was it. So I had a little bit of a cuss and you know, cuddle and that. And then I left. <laughs> we didn't cuddle. Not really. I did say to him. Do I get a badge? He said what? A badge? I said do I get a badge to wear He said with what on? I said with... I'm a big boy I'm a big brave boy and he just laughed said no go away so I did so I left and there's a lot more to that story but I've missed out fairly quite a bit of it but this is the main bit about me anyway there was other stuff going on in the hospital during that period as I'm sure you can imagine other people doing things there was some bloke having a go at people Um, there was an argument between a nurse and a lady that was um, going to sleep on the floor there was some someone was arrested and there was all kinds of weird things happen but you know I left out that stuff. Maybe I'll talk about it another time. So this was Monday night. I got home. By the time I got home, it was about three. Half three to half three in the afternoon. Three buses to get back. And I knocked at my friend's door because he looked after Vinny all night. I said, just leave him it will be fine, I'll only be gone for a few hours, little did I know, and uh, I, he said, no, I'll look after him, so he did, looked after him all night, and most of the day, to be fair, Vinny went absolutely crazy when I came in, he was all over me, so excited to see me, licking me, like really jumped up at me, and he was cuddling me, and it felt quite nice that he actually remembered me you know but apparently he was all night and he kept looking at the door kept like listening out thinking I was coming home so my friend said he was really just wanted you to come back he was waiting for me and although that's needy it's kind of nice I suppose that he's now Vinny feels that I'm sort of part of his life I suppose in some ways I am his life you know I'm probably the most important person to him maybe I don't know although I still think that his last mum the last place he lived he'd be so happy to go back there but then would he miss me? I don't know I don't know I really don't know we're not going to find out because he's not going anywhere, he's staying there. I've invested too much in him. I've always almost I've practically nearly broken my back because of him taking, it, taking him into the garden. I can't blame anyone for that. It's just an accident. It could have happened to anybody, anybody at all, walking down those stairs at that time. You take your eye off the ball, you know that's the problem if you've got people around I'm quite concentrated so I like to look where I'm walking but it's hard to do that when someone's talking to you when someone's distracting you but that's what people do human beings You know, it's it's a distraction and it's normal you know it's normal for someone to be talking to you when you're doing stuff and for me I'm I work better when there's no one around, when it's just me, and I can focus on what I'm doing, and be organised, and have a routine. It's a bit boring though, isn't it? A little bit, little bit boring. So, I've been taking painkillers every day, so now I've had, Tuesday, oh man, I went to sleep. I was still wired when I got back still like I was tired but I wasn't tired but I managed to get a couple of hours and then I slept I had an early night Wednesday I slept in the evening and just got back to normal so it's back to normal how it was I was so tired so tired I went to McDonald's on the tuesday afternoon even though i'm a vegetarian i just had to eat had to eat something i did have a sausage roll in hospital but it wasn't very nice and I, I didn't realize that i'd left some of it in the bag and i was talking to my friend andre was andre vinnie was eating something like what's that he was eating the sausage roll he just helps himself I got. I got to do something about that because he's just he. I don't know. he Just does whatever he wants, and I kind of like that, but at the same time, it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be problematic maybe in the future, especially if I've just cooked a meal. Someone knocks at the door. I go to the. You know, I come back, and the meal's gone, or is eating off of the plate. We're gonna fall out over something like that, so yeah, I gotta be, I gotta start putting some rules in. But I don't like being bossy, and I don't like telling him off. I mean, last night when he was biting or going to bite me, yeah, that's 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 unacceptable. I can't have that. But I don't want to be a moany, a moany daddy. I want to be a lovely, loving daddy. Uh, I'm quite good, you know, with the chocolate. He doesn't eat chocolate. It's as simple as that. It doesn't have chocolate. And I try and give him just treats of his own, dog treats. He has a little, a few little bits of mine. I don't give him bread. And but he has, he has a few little bits of stuff. Very few. But mainly, he likes yoghurt, but it's only like the yoghurt pot with a bit of yoghurt in it, you know, that I've already eaten the yoghurt. He likes the pot. And other than that, that's about it. So that's the story of my back. <laughs> of my back. And I've been walking Vinny, every day, about three times a day. I can't go into the field anymore because it's all muddy and slippery. With the best will in the world, even with my boots on and with a, a back that's fine, I'm probably gonna slip um, a bit. Um, yeah, I can get my I get my bearings and I can balance quite well, but with my back like this, nah. Any little jolt is just ouch, 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 ouch. So that's it for me another thing which is weird because you're probably thinking it's alright it's nice to hear you know you're telling us this story and it's a, a different story to how you to anything you've kind of said before which is true you never heard this story before have you? and you're probably thinking well, okay so it's interesting. is a little bit different from normal uh, you know but what about your stats? Are you going to tell us about your stats for your podcasts? Well, <laughs> basically, the last few days was it Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. On Wednesday, the stats went up. Now, I haven't made a recording since Monday. And Wednesday they just rose so I haven't made anything for a couple of days and they rose and the next day not as high but still much higher than normal without making any recordings without making any new recordings and the next day higher than normal without making any new recordings and today so far much higher than normal without making any recordings so it's really weird it's like 4.30 in the afternoon I've got um, not far off 8,000 downloads and it goes on to 1 in the, in the morning my stats was at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 12, 11. so it's five, 6 and a half hours left so I don't know just thank you if you are listening to this podcast thank you, thank you very much and the other thing I'm doing is um, I've been uploading um, videos onto my YouTube channel so I've been uploading, I've been making them over the last week and that's one thing I've been able to do because I sit down for a little while then I can get up and make the video then upload it and I haven't really haven't really felt in the mood to make any podcast episodes if I'm honest I just haven't felt in the mood um, I've been wanting to do it but just just haven't <laughs> I think understandably maybe I don't know but yeah I just, I'm just, I feeling a bit better today It's it's Christmas Eve man it's Christmas Eve today Christmas Eve so I'm gonna I'm really gonna make an effort to make one tomorrow Christmas Day Um I won't be going live nah. uh, 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 uh. no because it means I have to wash my hair so I'm not gonna go live so it's a um, yeah the YouTube videos it's going okay. There's, I've got 802 subscribers. You know, it's not a lot, I know, but it's growing, growing bit by bit. I'm getting an average like one new subscriber a day, and I know it's not a lot. You know, I'm not going to pretend that it's amazing, but it's a gradual process. I've been uploading one or like, two videos every day one at four in the morning and one at four in the afternoon and i've now got 107 videos and there's quite a few actually scheduled to be up they've been uploaded but they're scheduled to be released and the latest one uh, is released on the 23rd of January 2023 so I've got at least one a day being released in January all the way up to the 22nd of January and then I'm going to be doing more to fill in that gap so that there's two every day in January so it's quite good, it's quite cool just takes uh, a fair bit of work to do it but I'll be ahead and then any new stuff I do, I can then add for the future. So I can let's say if I've got the, full, the whole of January full up before the end of the year, which I will have, anything I do new at the beginning of January, I can then make into videos and put them, upload them and schedule them for February that makes sense. So I'll always be a little bit ahead. Anyway. I'm going to go. So have a brilliant Christmas Eve. And I will. Speak to you tomorrow. I'm going to do a. I'm going to do a a podcast tomorrow. On Christmas Day. Um, If I don't. I'm sorry. But I'm going to. My intention is to do that. And. Uh. So have a great Christmas Eve. Lots of love. I hope that you're happy and you're enjoying your time, whether it's with your family or if, it's, if you're on your own like me. Just hope everything's good. And I shall speak to you tomorrow. Lots of love. Bye. 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 Ho, ho, ho.